Hello. Hello. Hello, Ian. Right. Hello, everyone. And welcome back to the Football Bunch podcast. And uh, Ian, how are you keeping? Uh, very good, actually. I just found out something very weird. And what's that? That you know the way we have Sunday dinner, you have full things on it, and you have like roasties and normal mashed potatoes. Yeah. People in England don't do that. Seriously? Yeah, they don't have mashed potatoes. People in England? Yeah. In England? Yeah. <laughs> what? I think he's so stupid. <laughs> no, that's just wrong. Like, to be fair, I think I think it's so. It's just it like it might just be like only like a Northern Irish thing and like a Republic of Ireland thing. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Because we're sort of known for our potatoes. Yeah. You know? Um, but, like, that's actually a bit mad. I, I don't think it's like a weird thing I found out earlier on. <laughs> right, well, that's a great start to the podcast, isn't it? We're going to talk about food and we're here to talk about football. Uh, but, no, we're here to talk about West Ham United, your beloved West Ham United. Fourth best um, in the league. Well, after last night, maybe not fourth, maybe second. What second best team? Yeah, <laughs> I think I think you're preaching the wee bit. If you watched it you know, last night, you'd realise maybe they're not that good. Well, I mean, you probably like it. Actually, no, no, no. We can't upset my NFL fans. Um, uh, no, but um, no, I'm looking forward to it. To be honest with you, um, some interesting stuff we've got here. But we actually already recorded this episode. Um, but a couple of things happened where we weren't able to actually uh we were like we were like we were like we moved on we moved on nine to the through the, the section. Yeah. Yeah, we, we were like we were at the transfers, about to move on to the last section of the transfer, like the last position, and then all of a sudden boom, no. It can't be happening. So oh, you know, somebody wants to go to the dentist. Yeah, so yeah. Um but I mean I mean, I suppose it's maybe a good thing because maybe we'll get through this one a bit better. I don't know. Lisa <laughs> won't be interrupted um, this time. What is it? Lisa won't be interrupted this time. Well, yeah. I, well, I hope so. Touch wood. Uh, yeah. Yo, it's actually a wood right beside me. Happy days. Right. That came out. That sounded a bit wrong, didn't it? Nah, you're great. All right, okay, all right, okay. Um, no, yeah, so West Ham. Um, I mean, like, how are you feeling? Like, you're sitting... Nice and pretty in fourth place. I would like to say comfortable, but not since two goals came in. I don't think. I think Chelsea conceded like two or three goals since two goals came in. Yeah. Not, not, not really going to say that we've been patchy. It's they, It just means they've caught up a bit. Well, yeah, I mean, since two goals came in, he really has like changed that Chelsea team. Um, but. I suppose that is sort of what happens when you bring in a world-class manager like him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm a fair play to him. You can't say Dave Moyes is a world-class. Well, <laughs> I'm sure uh, yeah. it's debatable. Good. We'll, we'll go with good. Yeah. Um, uh, um, but so, sure. yeah, no, in the world of football, you are doing pretty well. Um, I've just got up the table here. Um... Well, I did actually have the table up here, but it's not going for some reason. Oh, yeah, we're 
five points behind Leicester. It's a game in hand. It seems like you already know everything about Leicester. Well, I, mean, I, would, I would expect that from you, to be honest. Um, no, but I wonder how we look at the, the goal difference and all this. Um, so you've got your sitting like I can't still can't, I, it still doesn't sit right with me seeing West Ham in fourth. So this doesn't look right. Um, if you look at the league without if you look at it and not have normally West Ham to see West Ham, you should, you should scroll down a wee bit to try and find us. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I'm sort of getting at. It's weird not having to scroll down anymore at this point. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I oh, know. I actually, I have as well as well for this table. It just shows you the sixteenth, and if you stay a little scroll, there you go. You see Nico. And I was like, "What are you laughing at? It's all funny." <laughs> did you hear about what happened? Hear about what happened? Did you hear? Did you hear about what happened with Newcastle? Was it with Matt Ritchie? Just uh, slabber about Steve Bruce. And Steve, no. Well, well, yeah. Uh, yes and no. Um. In the in the pitch, so the th- rumor is I'll make it quick because we're, again we're talking about West Ham, um, but I'll make it quick. Uh, so after the game, after our last match, um, Richie ran, uh, rang Steve Bruce and said, uh, "Bruce son, mate, Bruce son, he's like thirty years old, man. Uh, Bruce, we need to have a, a chat um, about and all, and because loads of players were very annoyed at he at this whole thing with Darlow." That he told yeah. Darlow, uh, it was like four or five days after he told the media, um, that Darlow would be playing, um, yeah. so, you know, the all players took that the wrong way. They weren't happy about it. I don't blame them really. Um, and then the Richie was saying he wants to talk with Bruce on the phone. Uh, yeah. Bruce says no. We'll talk next week at training. So next week at training, they go there. Um, um, something happened in between there and Richie called him a coward um, yeah, yeah Richie called him a coward I think it might have been something, like, something happened on the phone because Richie said no we need to speak now and he was saying no we'll speak next week and then Richie was calling him a coward or something like this and then at training uh, rumour has it Steve or like your man I can't remember who wrote the article but your man said um, that uh, Steve Bruce shoulder barged uh, Matt Richie <laughs> um, and it was it was very close to getting to you know a fisticuffs, um, and all the players and all. So now the majority of the team wants Bruce out, and I want to say it's a matter of time. But with my gosh, like realistically, if your manager's going around shoulder barging one of your, for me, Ricky's a club as a club icon, um, in the past few years, but shoulder barging your players and club icons, and. You're sitting there with two wins in your last seventeen games. He's getting sacked. Brilliant. Like in, in any jo- even in any job, if you work in the play well co-op and you go around shoulder barging people, you're gonna get sacked. <laughs> oh my! Oh, I can imagine those people what uh, to co workers walking around the co-op shoulder barging around the ads. I know it's ridiculous, man, and it's so bad, but. I don't know. Um, no, but you know, again, I'm here. I mean, I, I couldn't check your David Moyes doing that, like um, the Antonio. Moyes can't do that. He put break a hip or something. <laughs> uh, no, um, I'm actually surprised Bruce was able to move a step. <laughs> um, 
No, no, what he said is a week. It would take him a week to do it. <laughs> um, no, no, but here, we'll talk about West Ham now. And um, speaking about David Moyes, obviously, whenever we were first recording this, I was talking about uh, some of the coaching stuff, which caught my eye, which was um, the likes of, obviously, David Moyes is your manager, but... You're uh, uh, Nolan? Yeah, Kevin Nolan, Stuart Price, uh, Stuart Price, Stuart Pierce. He uh, you're staff too. We don't know. Hey, Stuart Price. Oh, all right. Uh, no, no, no. Stuart Pierce and Kevin Nolan, um, both uh, coaching. Uh, like first team coaches. Um, the other one, uh, I, I saw Italian bloke, so I'll leave him alone. Um, but Kevin Nolan, Stuart Pierce. What I really, I sorry, said that's what I really liked was that. Both ex West Ham players, um, and I think I just sort of, as I said, I said like this before, you know, it it it, it sort of it gives you a nice little feeling about the club. You feel like there's a lot of club loyalty there. If you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean like a Tesco loyalty card? You know what I mean? Like um, Tesla loyalty card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you say uh, Tesla or Tesco? No, it's a Tesco. Sorry. <laughs> Oops. Um, no, but you, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. As in, they pay the club and know what it's about and what they expect of the players to do at the same time. Yeah. And, you know, like I think you see a lot of other clubs that don't really have that. Uh, they don't have... like Well, yeah, there is, you know, the odd few. Um, but, like, most clubs don't have... Their, like, their first-team coaches aren't players that used to play for the club, you know? Yeah, I think the only couple I can think of would be United. Um, yeah. And did Colo Torre play for Leicester? Who? Colo Torre. I'm not sure, mate. Well, I, actually, I don't think he did. But yeah, I think he added. It's the only one, I think, that I can think of. Yeah. Um, it, but it does give you a nice little feeling there, you know what I mean? Like, you're like, you know, it's like it's like a family. You, know, It's not just a business or a club. Yeah. It's it's like a family, you know? Yeah. Um. And I mean, both Stuart Pierce and Kevin Nolan, great players in their own right. Um, uh, but yeah, no, we'll move away from them because last time I think we spent a bit too much time on them, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, where do, you, where do you want to move on to? Well, to be perfectly honest, I think for the way you go from the coaching staff is just to how the team play. And yeah, that's a good point. And from how the team have transitioned from last season to how they played, which was one of the most offensive ways I've seen West Ham play, to now having a bit of fluidity and actually trying to score goals rather than keep as many clean sheets as possible. Yeah. It's just a testament to how, as you said, coaching staff have done and they've avoided themselves. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Uh, sorry if anyone heard a bit of. Um... Uh, like breaking up there, so you, you sort of broke up there for me. Um, and I actually think it was because I had my volume on full. Sorry, so that's right. Uh, no, but carry on though, mate. That's that is interesting. Like maybe I mean, I don't know. Maybe Stuart Pearce or Kevin Nolan have influenced uh, a bit more of an attacking play this season. But you definitely have seen it be looking like you're going a bit more attacking uh, this season. Um, yeah. Like, from last season, most of the time, we played with five at the back. And I've done that a couple of times this year, but it's only really been to sort of see-off games. Mm, but yeah, yeah. most of the time this season, 
think it's maybe I think more than, more than half the games this season we've played with a four-two-three-one. Yeah, and it just yes it allows you to sort of be defensive with the two CDMs, but it also allows you to still be attacking in a way to have the four up front that can sort of do the tackle work as well. Yeah, no, that's, that, that is very uh, that's very interesting. Like um, that you went for a forty-three one. Obviously, you've got the likes of Declan uh, and um, sorry, Dec, uh, Declan Rice. I was going to say Rice Declan. Um, first name, first name basis. They're best mates. Um, um, and Thomas Suchek, um, who are both CDM center mids, but t- uh, Suchek seems to be more of the attacking of the two. Yeah, well, no, I would sort of say they both they both can attack, just in different ways. As in, Suchek would attack as in from crosses, but he mm. wouldn't really go forward with the oh, ball himself. Whereas okay. Rice would sort of carry the ball forward and try and break into the attack as well. So yeah, they'll they both attack. It's just at different points of the game. Ah, oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah, no, and of course, I mean. When it comes to corners and all like that, I'm sure having um a six foot four, is he? Um, yeah, six four. Yeah, a uh, defender. Uh, sorry, um, player up there helps. Like, I'm just looking now, as unsurprisingly, uh, Thomas Ushek is first when it comes to aerials one in your team. Yeah. Um, with five point eight per ninety. I actually think he's probably top five in the league as well. He probably would be. Yeah. Um. And Michael Antonio get himself up there as well. So no, but I think it does stud show and not just you know he isn't he, Thomas Suchek. We're gonna talk. I think we should talk about him just for a minute or two because he seems to be a really key player for you this season. Um, and you know when you look at some of his other but like his other bodies, he's got what was that there seventy? Yeah, he's got seventy four seventy four point three pass success um, percentage. Um, in a, in a game which is actually pretty impressive as well for midfielder yeah. a, a, mid, a midfielder you always want to, you always want to, they always have to be sort of like you know 70% and above yeah Um, and uh, like but yeah when it comes to defensive stats I think you're obviously you're saying yourself he's um, a very capable defender and you see there in your team yeah. there's only one more well quote um the f- defensive player, sorry, two more, um, in Kufal and Declan Rice. Um, oh, I added a voice crack there, sorry. Um, no, but like, even you were saying as well, Kufal um, is a very key player for you as well. I would, I'd say him and Suchek with a combined price of £20 million pounds for the two of them. Which, Seriously? Yeah, which I seen as Slabby Prague given his buy one get one half price sort of thing. But were they both from Slavia Prague? Yeah. Interesting. And as we'll get on to later, there's a couple more players from Slavia Prague we've been linked with. But Yeah. You seem to have a bit of a connection with them. Yeah. Basically we're turning to Liverpool or a Liverpool and Southampton variation here. Yeah, I know. Um yeah, no, and if, obviously I just remembered there, Savvy Prague if we're playing Rangers in Europa League there in the next few coming weeks. Um, no, I, I think that just does show though 
um, that you seem to have a bit a good recruitment on you. Yeah, uh, West Ham now, you know, you're able to get players for quite cheap. You know, well, not really. Sorry, and there are actually more players sorry that are kind of unheard of. You know, the unheard of players. You bring them in, you're going, oh right, okay, that's that's not too bad. You know, you know, um, don't mind bringing a, a player there for eight whatever million, yeah. and then all of a sudden the next season they're becoming absolute, uh, you know, heroes at the club. Yeah, like. I think that's one of the things that David Moyes has tried to do this season is try and improve the club as a whole and improve the actual scouting centre of the club. Yeah. I think that was one of the things he said said when he came in the first time that the scouting thing was absolutely atrocious. And then <laughs> he's tried to build it a way that they can actually try and find players like similar to Suchar, which yeah. scouts did find. But the thing was with Kufal that Suchek was the one that recommended them. Recommended them. Yeah. So if Suchek's our best scout, then I think he actually shows how he actually is to the club. Yeah, no, that's that's, that's interesting. Um, no thing is, um, I'm going to ask you this quickly, right? Just as a wee bit of you know, you know, just because you're you you've been a fan. And then um, that's, I, I wanted to see what uh, the quote-unquote st- uh, stats say. If you could give me your top five players from West Ham right now yeah. and the way they're playing all, who would you say? Well, I'd say Antonio because they're probably top two players, I would say. Right. Probably our second best player. Then two being Suchek. Uh, three being Rice, just because he is the club, not the club captain, but he's the captain now that Noble isn't playing. And for being so young, he's just amazing. Yeah. Uh, fourth, I'd say Fabianski, just because he, for even he has been a 35, I would say outside top, well, traditional top six, he's probably one of the better keepers. Yeah. Well, however, don't don't say don't say Fabianski because I'll give you a hint. He's not in the top five. I think it's just it's because real like I agree with you. He probably is a very key player, but um, when it comes to you know you know it's like when it comes to stats and all, yeah. the goalkeepers never really do climb up. So yes, I agree with you. Probably you know we always have things throughout the yeah. past few seasons that Fabianski's been up there when it comes to the stats of goalkeepers, um, and the performance. Um, so, no, I, I definitely trust you on that one, but um, say, like, just say an outfield player instead. Okay, so instead of Fabianski, we'll go for an outfield there. Well, Dawson he has to be there. The, the right. leadership, just to organise a back four that, that yeah. Dawson brings uh, is just incredible. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll be my number four. I think the last one, we'd, it'd probably have to be four nulls, just for how hard he works. Okay, okay. So um, I'll, I'll go from fifth down to first, okay, for what uh, the stats say. So in fifth, we've got Vladimir Kufal. Kufal. Yeah. He's uh, fifth uh, with a 6.97 rating. In okay. fourth, we have uh, uh, your favourite, Declan Rice. Yeah, what a guy. Uh, third, we have maybe a bit of a surprise for you. We've got Michael Antonio. 
um, was seven point one four. Yeah, is that over the whole season? Um, I this I don't know what it could be recently. To be honest, it just is. It, it probably is more recently. He's probably has taken in all. No, to be fair, it's probably taken in all their games that they've played. Every every player's games that they've played. Okay. Um, throughout the season. If, if it's uh, the whole season, I'd probably would agree with it. Just if it's yeah. been slightly more recently, he wasn't really scoring apart from the last two games. Yeah, um, yeah. It was against Spurs, against Spurs and City he scored, but I think it was yeah, against Fulham. Yeah, the two wasn't scoring. Yeah. No, um, and then second, not really a surprise to be fair, Thomas Suchek. Um, 7.36, I mean, the player he's been for years. And first, it's actually uh, Hesse Lingard. Yeah, I was I was going to put Jesse Lingard in, but he's only played five games. Yeah, I think that's what I was saying. He's only played five games. Um, he's clocked up four hundred and forty-two minutes. He's got three goals and assists. Uh, and I mean, in five games, that's four goal contributions. You know what I mean? That's pretty impressive. And I think I did say United do want to rack up a price for him as in making it more expensive than what we were meant to pay if we were mm. buying in the summer, which is just yeah. why. You're, never, you're not going to play him. You're, yes, I get Mata or whoever might not be in the squad next year and you might bring yeah. him back on the bench, but you'll get like half, probably not even half nine minutes if he was to join West Ham in the summer. Yeah. Do you think he should join West Ham? Well, excuse me. He will. Mm, I'm not too sure. As in, at the minute, yes, he's doing fantastic, but it sort of depends on what he's going to cost. As yeah. If, if they're yeah, they're going to ask for 25, 30 million for him, it's just like, on your bike, we'll just find somebody else. <laughs> I know, we'll just find another Tom Stuchek for 10 million. Yeah. Um. No, okay, mate. No, that's, that's, that's it. Um... No, uh, but no, I'll let you uh, go on now to the stats because I know that's your favorite thing in the world to do. Um, thing in the world, but we're you're not far away. <laughs> well, that's why you love football manager so much. What a game! I need to get it. Um, like I need a new PC. Like, oh, sorry, I need a new PC. I haven't got a PC. You know what I mean? So I need. Yeah. Are we? My plan is right. Obviously, when I'm sixteen, I'm moving into. I'm gonna move into the garage. All right. Yeah. And. I know that sounds very weird to most people, but it's getting all done up and all. So, um, I'm gonna move into the garage. Excellent. Yeah, well, yeah, you and you and you've seen my room. It is literally a four by four. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like, if you were to get excelled, it would be in your current room. Yeah, it is so small. So, um, yeah, no. So I'm moving into the garage, and uh, I'll probably I'll be like my sixteenth birthday present, and then, um. I like with my birthday money if I get any. I'll like try. I'll just probably like I'll, I might start working when I'm sixteen. So like I'll start um getting some money and uh, as soon as I can I'm getting a PC and football manager. Well, one of the things I did see is that uh, on Xbox they are it is on like the Game Pass for this month. Oh, was it actually? Yeah, it is. Oh, I'm getting it. Oh, I've got I've got Game Pass, bro. Do what? <laughs> I'm turning on the Xbox right now, bro. <laughs> I'm downloading this. I know. I know you've. To- I know. Most people have told me it's not as good. It's nowhere near as good as what it is on. Um. Yeah. 
it's, PC or no, Xbox. I wouldn't say it's not not as good if you can, if you don't if you don't want to get it for your PC and you can't afford to get it for your PC or you can't afford a PC in general. It's the closest thing you will get to the actual PC version. Yeah, no, that's that is a good point. Um, Just mean you can do a Crayola Lewis Town now, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I'd love to do a Crayola Lewis Town. Now, remember we were I was saying. So I was talking to you last night about how I still want this should be a video for this should be another uh, episode. The whole RB like the whole RB uh, thing. RB Salzburg or Albert RB Leipzig. Yeah, remember we were saying like they come over to England. Yeah. I mean, no, that, that oh. has, that has. You got to do a credit club. Yeah, <laughs> I'm doing that. Uh, no, but maybe that should be another episode for like another day. Yeah, maybe a non-Premier League related episode. Yeah, but I don't know, that's like in general, like who should they, who should they take over, you know? Um, oh, do, I already, do you know what, I'm not going to say it because I have a really good one in my, in my head, but I won't say who it is, just in case we do decide to do... Um, to do one. Uh, bro, I can't find the football manager anyway. I'm sure you have a look for after this. Uh, okay, fair enough. Um, oh, never mind, I found it. <laughs> uh, no, but, uh, no, go ahead. Tell me some stats. Yeah. Well, so far this season, uh, our top goal scorer is the man himself, Thomas Suchek, with chilling yeah. with Thomas Suchek on eight goals. I think, Nobody has a, a, a CDM or Sandra Fielder has eight goals this season. <laughs> yeah, it's actually funny that he's got like he's got eight goals. If I, if I, if I believe I'm right, he's got no assists. Yeah, so that's actually very weird for a midfielder to be like that. But, but the thing I mean, is, not all the goals he scored came from his head, which is he's just not good. Yeah, <laughs> although uh, seven from nothing came from his head. No, but it's no, it's maybe five, maybe five. Yeah, okay, okay. I can, I can remember one or two that he scored with his feet. Yeah. Well, drilling him is Mikel Antonio on seven. Which I guess is fair enough with him not play, having hamstrings like Blue Tack and just being injured all the time. Yeah, no, that's yeah, fair enough. And, th- and three assists as well. So at least he's, he's made yeah. 10 goal contributions. So that doesn't yeah, too 10 bad. 10 goal contributions in 17 games or something. Yeah, that's not bad. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. And then in terms of slightly more defensive stats, uh, with aggression and Ariel's one, it is Thomas Suchek again. Oh, I'm surprised. It is sort of surprising, but one of them is a red card, which was never a red card. Oh, okay. And he had he does have four yellow cards, which is just a thing you rack up when you're CDM, I guess. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, second in Aerial Jewels with 4.2 is a man I despise because I've seen more movement out of lampposts than this man. <laughs> it's Sebastian Haller. Yeah, well, I mean, you don't have to worry about him anymore. Like... Yeah, I guess he, he Ajax's problem now. Yeah, so all of his days at West Ham, unfortunately, will always be remembered for being absolutely shambolic. He scored a good toe punt and he scored a good overhead kick. That's it. Maybe, maybe he should try NFL and like, be a kicker for like you know an NFL team. Yeah, or he played basketball. Uh huh. Oh, I mean, he, he eats by t- he's tall enough, like. Yeah, no, he's good enough to be the net. <laughs> he should try goalkeeping. 
Go keep me. We have to lose. Good at that. Uh, he can replace. He can replace uh, Andre Onan. Uh, well, he's like one of like six players that have stuck at that IX team since they got the. Yeah, I think I'm very surprised because I think Onan is actually so good. So he's he's only what like 24 or something. Yeah, he's still quite young. I thought I think he's maybe like 25, 26. Yeah. But like he definitely he definitely is like one of those three. But he um he's he's still very good, and I think there still is an option for him to maybe to move to the top flight team. And well, obviously. Ajax is a top flight team, but like, you know, yeah. are are they not? I don't think they are top five leagues. You know what I mean? No, like a proper world superpower, like a Barcelona, yeah, Madrid, Bayern Munich or something. Yeah, yeah. Um. Well, things maybe, sort of maybe even Liverpool. Maybe you could replace Allison. Yeah. Bloody hothead uh, Allison, kind of pass yeah, yeah. team. Or trying to absolute fly kick, Ozan uh, Kabak. <laughs> Just get out of my way. <laughs> Move. <laughs> um, and one thing I am actually surprised about is that even though Masawaku has barely kicked the ball this season, he might have played like the first five games or so. We need we were sort of trying out, sort of seeing how we we're getting on with a five at the back. Yes, mm. he's an average rating of six point eight seven. Yeah, no, I I saw it as well. He's at six in like the list, isn't he? Well, on total ratings, he's fifth. What? That's crazy, bro. That is crazy. And he, he's higher than Craig Dawson. He's higher than Tekken Rice. He's higher than... Seriously? He's, he's higher than Jarbo and Benrama, four nils. <laughs> well, maybe it is, just because he's played such little games. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. a bit like uh, Jesse Lingard for me. You know what I mean? Like... It's such a um, small sample size that you just can't really take it into account. Yeah. Um, no, that's interesting. But I guess that's what happens when you play five at the back and you get to play left forward every game. Do you, do you, do you play five at the back? Well, no, sometimes, I guess. It's sometimes. Like, I have the team up here that played against Man City. And we played yeah. a, a 3 4 2 1. Yeah. Which that's I guess not... when we don't have the ball, it ends up being a five-four-one. Yeah, no, that is interesting. Like, um, I uh, know. Um, to be fair, like I think whatever way David Moyes does play, I think it's been working. Um, so like I think when it comes to tactics and formations, he hasn't been doing too bad. To be fair, because um, let's be honest, you know your team isn't, you know a multi-million pound team, you know what I mean? Like, it's... it's, I generally, it's, it's I generally think it's probably cost less than 100 million. Like, that starting eleven, it's on there. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you probably are right. Like, I mean, Craig Dawson, he probably would have caught... Is he on loan, is he? He's on loan. I mean, buy him for 3 million. What is he on loan for? Watford. Oh. That's why we had to bring yeah. in Ben Rama in January for the 20 million instead of at the end of the season. Because you're yeah. allowed two domestic loans, so from England, and that's why yeah. you brought in Ben Rama, so he keep Craig Dawson and bring in Jesse Lingard. Oh, okay, that's interesting. I it makes a bit more sense then, yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, it's, it's been working out. And um, someone um, who's caught my eye a lot was, is Aaron Cresswell. I think Aaron Cresswell's class. You know what? what do you- 
I think he's he has well, like moments. He has moments, yeah. Like there's right. points where from set pieces most of the season oh I think since the turn of the season he's been crap from set pieces. Like his deliveries this so far this year have been pretty terrible. Yeah. But his actual performances other than that, I think he's been relatively solid. Yeah. And no um that in general I would say that if anything's came to this West Ham team, it's been they've been hard to beat, if anything. Yeah, no, I think yeah, I think you're right, mate, to be fair. Um Maybe um well to be fair, well, we were saying about the transfers. Um well I think we should mention what positions we're gonna what we'll be doing uh now anyway. I'll be so one of the positions that we that, that we discussed was left back. Um um would you say a replacement for Cresswell or a rotational player? Well my choice it's it is a a replacement. Mainly because Cresswell's thirty one turning thirty two. And yeah, it's got other than Ben Johnson, who has been playing left back more recently, he can play both sides. Other than Cresswell, who is getting on, and Ben Johnson, who's just came in recently. Yeah. I don't count as a left back. Not Wapasaka. Got Masawaku there. Masawaku. More to go Wapasaka from. Yeah, Masawaku. I don't count as a left back. Why is he that bad? I mean, like, he may as well be a team lady at this point. He's terrible. I guess be ball boy. Um, he may as well. Like some some of the balls kick in. He may as well so kick it. Go run after it. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Um, no. I do think you're right there as well because Ben Johnson, you know, he's a very young player. He's just came up through the. Uh, he came up through the academy, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, and you know, as much as good it is to give young players go, I you know, I I always think you know a wee loan move. To like a to like a championship league uh, league one English team. If you're an English player and you're young, it's always a great move because you just you get a lot more experience. And like let's be honest, he, he hasn't got much experience um, at a big level. And I think it'd be quite harsh on him to put to put him into a team where they're well, you know, overperforming. Um, they're performing really well. They're uh, they're sitting fourth, and to put a young um, a young kid. In, in that role and the fill such big shoes I think it's a wee bit harsh so I do think um, a, a low move for Ben Johnson would be the best thing to do maybe uh, going into next season I actually don't I think trying to play the men properly if you're not okay. going to sign left back is the thing to do yeah no what's then if you were to sign left back if you were even still still if, if Creswell's not going to get, be a part of the team next year um, okay that's fair and, and, and you have whoever we bring in a left back if you were to and you sort yeah. of playing if you start if you start Ben Johnson in all the cup games which we should be doing anyway but if you well, yeah, no. just to start yeah, in no, the cup games and you expect there you yeah. go, there's, your, there's your game time and then you start to play them in the late games as well so well see what from what you just said that sort of gives you the, per, the uh, perception um, that you, you you don't think too much of the cups not that I don't think too much of the cups. I think that he's a really good player, and that oh, right. I think that for him to get his game time that he will want and he deserves, 
that yeah. that if Tottenham in the deep end start playing against Chelsea and Man United every week, that you start yeah. just playing in the cup games for a couple of weeks and then sort of put them in the league team, then I'll be better. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Okay. Uh, so I think we'll move on to the transfers now, Ian. What do you think? I think that's a good idea. Right, okay. So the uh, the four positions before the standout one, here we do. Yes. Four positions that Ian has highlighted out to us uh, that need uh, some work uh, is goalkeeper. Um, that's obviously due to Fabianski just getting very old. Because more um, people's home in that. <laughs> yeah. Like, who's the other, uh, who's the other guy? Uh, like, uh, Scott? Something? R- Randolph? He, yeah, he's Republic of Ireland International. He's sold enough, but he's, I think after the City game, he had a bit of a tweak in his hamstring. And he could, might look, he may be injured, which yeah. means that we only have two keepers left because Fabianski is also injured, doesn't it? Yeah. No, that's a good point. We only have David Morton and Nathan Trott to come in. Yeah. Um, no, sorry about that. There, my mum was running me there, so um, right. had to quickly hang up on her. <laughs> um, uh, so if again, if the audience didn't get anything, that sorry, but you was just saying uh, that basically they've got an old people swimming heads. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, yeah. Mean, Nathan Trot is he's twenty, and like if if all positions to be unfair to a young player, it'd be goalkeeper. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, no, speaking of goalkeeper... Okay, sorry, I was going to say, I thought I actually move on to the goalkeeper, but I'll tell you other positions. Uh, obviously, then, again, as we were just saying about um, uh, Cresswell, you know, we've now got... We've got some left-backs down here. I've got four, you and Scott, two, isn't it? One. Oh, you got one. And then we've also got uh, CDM slash centre-mid. Um... Uh, we've got them as well, and of course, finishing off with the beautiful striker. I love whenever we have to do, we have to put some strikers in. Um, I think this is the direction where we might have to get one or two, just because Antonio's hamstrings are like blue tack, and you have to yeah. get one, maybe two. I'm gonna be honest. I think I, I think I, I think I've done well, striker. I think I've done well, striker. Position. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's probably my strongest midfield. Now is quite strong. And it's funny because in uh, whenever we first recorded this, my midfield was awful. I went way over West Ham's budget, so I found two replacements who um, are a suitable budget to be fair. What you would classify as bargains. Yeah, exactly. And again, it was more realistic because that's what um, West Ham were doing now. They're they're going out and they're finding um, bargains. You know. Yeah, that's um, probably more towards our transfer model at this point. Yeah, yeah, and there's two. So I'm just gonna say quickly. I live, I've got like uh, five strikers. One unrealistic. Um, the another one is um, it could happen, but he probably ain't going to a bigger club. Um, and then the other three, I would say, are simply bargains. Like there's one here. I'm actually going to spoil it here. I've got a player who costs less. Than a million. All right. And I'll explain it later. But um, for now, we'll start off at net, shall we? Yeah, I think we should. So I'll go right. first. Uh, no, I ladies first. Always. 
well, I had two choices for Nets. Um, they are both current England internationals. One is Nick Pope. He obviously is busy carried Bernie's defence in the past yeah. couple of years, I would say. And the other one who played last night to United is Dean Henderson. Yeah. And out of those two, I think my first choice would be Dean Henderson, mainly because I think Pope will is more likely to move to Spurs or another big team. No, I think you're right. Um, so, in terms of stats for Dean Henderson, obviously he hasn't played that much this season. So, the just, just quickly, you're saying that you think Dean, you'll be more likely to get Dean Henderson than Nick Pope? Out of the two, mainly because he's, Nick Pope is going to go somewhere else. See, the thing is, the problem, Dean Henderson, right, obviously he, um, he's been at my head for a while and I actually, I don't think my head, see, it's not, it's the fact, the other thing as well, there's so many things that come into a transfer, you have to think, you know, does the player want to go? Does the club no. want to sell him? He All does. this, he wants to leave? He has said he want, does want to leave, yeah, he's not going to get played. He wants, yeah. he wants to leave to get first team play time, basically. Yeah, but I don't think my head would sell him. I think my head probably loan him out, and then you probably have a good shot, but, and even after, what is it? That's fine, I'd take him on, to be honest. I asked, yeah, I know. But I'm also just saying, like, the thing is, is um, maybe, maybe, maybe he may be starting for my thing because, like, let's be honest, the head has really been disappointing the past few seasons. He's not been anywhere near as good as what he was. Um, the only thing um, I would say on that is that he does still show glimpses of them being really, really good. Yeah, I think he does because but he makes a lot of mistakes and all that. Yeah. For a goalkeeper, that's the last thing you can do. You know what I mean? Just make mistakes. Yeah, Just I'd rather... Make mistake, make mistake, it's going in. Yeah, would you rather have a, like a consistent... He doesn't make any mistakes, but a consistent, good, okay keeper or have um, a keeper who at times can be really, really good, but two minutes later, he'll make he'll score an own goal by like basically kicking it in his own net. I think most people would like to say that they take a consistency as a goalkeeper. Yeah. So remember, did, wasn't the wasn't the, the head that you like caught the ball and then like it basically threw it into his own net? Uh, to be fair, recently that's been quite a few keepers. <laughs> yeah, actually, to be fair, yeah, to be fair. Um, Neander, go ahead. You're going to say something about Dean Harrison? Well, what I was going to say is that obviously this season he hasn't really been getting that much play time, which is what he wants. So when he was getting loads of game time when he's at Sheffield United. He made 36 appearances across that season, which is 1920 season. He made 13 clean sheets, and only considered 33 goals with having a 74% save percentage. Yeah, that that's impressive. It was really impressive. But to put that in comparison with Fabianski this season, Fabianski's made 24 appearances, had has had eight clean sheets, considered 29, which is almost the same amount of what Dean Henderson did the entire of that season. Mm-hmm. And has had a less save percentage when we have seventy point four. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. So I, I mean, I think no, I, I do. Think, I don't think you know, Dean Henderson is a very good goalkeeper, and um, there's no doubt about that. And I think you're right. You know, he'll be a great sign for really any keeper 
uh, sorry for any team that's really struggling uh, with the keeper a wee bit. Um, but whether I think the main story is whether or not you get him. Do you know what I mean? Um, that's going to be your main worry. So who have you gone for on Nets then? Well, me. Oh, right. Well, uh, originally I had four. I'm going to narrow it down to two because I think the other two were worth $18 million. I think that's just a bit too much for a team. Well, in the first team, like, for a team like West Ham, but also for a, a position like goalkeeper, I think $18 million is a bit much. Um, really? Because uh, I think that was sort of a good price. Like, well, I was thinking for a so-called premium keeper. Yeah, but the thing, you told me, did you not tell me that you were happy with Fabianski? Yeah, but I would sort of like, if if they are going to get a keeper who I would say is on par, if not, it's probably on par with Fabianski and has potential to get a lot better. Well then, does this one, does this person sound better? Freddie Woodman? To be perfectly honest, never been heard of him. All know as he's played for Newcastle once. Okay, so Freddie Woodman. <clears throat> Freddie Woodman, he um, from England. He's uh, only twenty three years of age and still very young. Um, he is. What was it going? What was I going to say? Um, oh yeah, he plays for Swansea City, obviously in the Championship. Um, and he's on loan to Swansea City. He uh, he plays for Newcastle. Um, I think he was born and he's grown up in Newcastle. Uh, but he um, he's been known at the Swansea, so he has um, in the Championship, and um, he's only conceded twenty one goals. Um, yeah, twenty one goals, um, and then he's kept seventeen clean sheets. For play, which is actually a bit mad, um, and he's got two yellow cards. Uh, that's. Really, before uh, sorry, yeah, Alan. So this is a, this makes it, this is actually so mad. I, like this is what I was saying to you because in the last episode you were saying the same thing. Like you never knew who he was, um, and all this. He he seems to be having the season of his life, and I think nobody's really realised how good he's playing. Like mm-hmm. thirty, so in total. Now I'm going to say in total. So this is uh, in the FA Cup, the League Cup, and the Championship. He's made thirty-five appearances. Yeah, he conceded twenty-seven goals. Right, that's less than his appearances. He has um, kept eighteen clean sheets. Um, yeah, and he's played a total of uh, 30, 30, uh, 30, 150. Sorry. Well, that sounded a bit weird. Sorry, three thirty minutes. You know what? That's pretty impressive. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Like, but the only thing I do have to say about that is that for a keeper, I don't say it's that it's in the championship. True, but that's be fair, mate. The championship is actually such an enjoy, such a, like a fun league to watch because it's very attacking. I think sometimes, um, like not even attacking, it's just you know, it's a crystal ball. It's like you know, the ball. There's so many times where like there's a one on ones and all the keepers and. Because you know the long ball, the defense, and all like there's so much mm. happens in that league. But yeah, the rest is the championship is still the second best league in England. And you know, like look at look at look at Julian, 
like you would say, you well, know. No, all I'm gonna say is Lucas Kufa and uh, Susek. But they play for Slavia Prague, right? Yeah. And they they play in the, the Czech league, don't they? Yeah. That is not a difficult league. No, but all I I'm saying is that the big, the I would have, like if you take five teams in the championship, the top five teams in the championship, I guess the top five teams in Prague, sorry, in Czech, um, I guarantee you that the championship teams will come out on top. I wouldn't say. I'd say against probably three, two out of two or three out of the Czech league, like the beat, they wouldn't beat Slavia Prague and they wouldn't beat Sparta Prague. There are the two I would say they wouldn't be, but they'd probably be the other three. Well, yeah, I, I, I suppose, but I feel like maybe the likes of um, who is in first now? Is it Watford or first? No, it's not. Not too sure, actually. It's um, I can't. Oh, it's, it's uh, I think it is. It's one of the teams that went down last season. It's not Bournemouth. It's no. I'm almost certain it's Norwich. Oh, I think it was it is Norwich. Uh, yeah, Norwich are on seventy three points, which are they're well ahead. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Like, I think Norwich would buy out. Like, would have a um, would have a good chance against them all. Like, um, uh, well, there's Watford on third. Swansea, too. I mean, they go Swansea fourth. Yeah. Um, if you look at their goals, um, four. They do, they do have a nine goal difference. Oh, Swansea, they're not. Yeah, Swansea do have an eighteen goal difference. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think you really are seeing how good he is. He's been fantastic. And, you know, when he comes back to Newcastle, Newcastle's best position this season is probably being Nets, having Debravka, who was arguably one that, in my eyes, the one of the best keepers last season in the Premier League. Um, and Darlow, who's been fantastic this season, but due to some difficulties at the clubs that we spoke about earlier, um, has had a bit of a fallout with Bruce and is not no longer playing. But you know what I mean. Um, even maybe Woodburn can have a wee sniff in to become the number one keeper. Um, would you say if you you weren't going to sell next season that he could start for Newcastle? Well, yeah, that's say that's if we get relegated, right? I would say, I would say, Debravka would Debravka or Darlow would probably go. I don't know because they are both quite loyal, but. I would say probably Debravka's Debravka's too good to be in the championship. Yeah. Um, has been with us for a while, so he, I, I think he'd be happy to go down the championship and re solidify his place as number one keeper. Yeah. Unless Woodman um, uh, has something else to do about it, you know what I mean? Yeah, do you say that currently Woodman be your third best keeper? And yeah. Yeah. If you say you do get relegated and Debravka does leave, he, he does have something to fight for. Like, he can push for that first place spot in Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry again. I keep on getting phone calls. My granny did it for me. It's, I think it's because my wee brother Jackson like some football today. And, like, my mum's text me. Just, she just texted me her saying, um, John, make sure you're up at the house for... um, Make sure you're up at your granny's house for, like, what, like half five so that we can pick you up and all. So, I mean... Yeah. Um, and I can't even text because if I text, I'm going to go off the recording, and I am not recording this all over again. I'm determined. Not for <laughs> every, a time, anyway. every time they ring me, I'm like, no, go away, no, um, no. So we'll move on quickly. Oh, sorry. And the other one was uh, Alfonso Ariola. Yeah, 
he would only cost eleven point seven million. How about Woodman would have cost uh, you six point three million? The only thing I didn't say to Ariola is that I think Fulham will make that loan permanent. Yeah, that, that if they were relegated, I don't think they would. I think they would try, but I think I think Ariola's too good to be in the championship. Well, yeah, if he's played for Real Madrid and PSG, if they has some sort of quality. Yeah, like. I think I think he actually I think honestly, whenever I think about Ariola, I can picture him in a West Ham shirt. I, d- I don't know why I just can't. Um, Maybe because he plays for France, he just picked nice and blue. True. My granny keeps on ringing me. Oh, my granny. Oh. Um. No. So yeah. Uh, and then we have the left back. Um. Yeah. My four. I'll just say three actually because well, we... yeah, we'll go, we'll go two because one of them is the same. I want to see who our two choices would be. Which one was? Oh yeah, okay. So mine was uh, Maxwell Cornet and Philip Max. Philip Max, I would say, is probably quite similar to Cresswell, as in delivery wise, as in crossing ability. Yeah, I but, think I honestly, I do, I do think Max would be the best one there. But yeah, um, similarity. Yeah, but I have to say I don't know much about Juan Cornet. You say. Oh, uh, correct. Well, then I suppose that means you want me to get up some stats about him. Um, yeah, I'll try and go quick here. Um, no, but I do. I did. I did see like because that's obviously I was doing the research on. He was the very key player for Leon and all the season. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. So he's made a total of thirty-one appearances. He's got two goals, four assists. Um, I have a go to his defensive contributions. Um. He's, so he makes two tackles per game, one point two interceptions per game, five zero point nine per games, uh, per game. Um, a, a, a very oh sorry no that's the wrong thing. Um, one point three clearances per game. Um, he gets dribble past zero point eight per game, so not too much, and he only makes zero point one blocks. Um, and I think I think this is the person we were talking about last time. Where yes, it doesn't sound much. Uh-huh. But um like as I said, I, yeah, this is this is what we were saying. Um like I would watch League the uh Lagoon and the Bundesliga and all. Um I'd watch all those highlights in the morning before school starts and um I can tell you, you know, like whenever Leon are playing, you know, he he, he ha- like it is, you know, that sort of he has that special something, you know. Um and I I think I think no matter what team he's on for and He's very consistent, and maybe I'm balanced. So maybe that is what why the stats are so average. Um, yeah. you know what I mean? But still, for ten point eight million, you're getting a player right who's twenty four, plays for mm-hmm. Leon, yeah. plays for a top 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 team. Um, yeah, with Lagos this year. Yeah, plays for a top team, and and again, you know, probably would move. I would say he probably could move because um, if you look at all Leon's other teams, I, I would say left-back would be a position they'd be looking to get more depth in um, as yeah. well as some other positions because um, Maxwell Cornet is really their only decent left-back. And yeah. I They're think... Really yeah, that's really a problem. I think they, they would maybe bump up. I would say probably 20 million for Cornet, I'd probably say. Which but he is valued at 10.8. I don't think that's terrible business. Yeah. And I think, you know, you're, 
You've definitely heard of Maxwell Cornell, like, haven't you? I've heard of him, but I just don't know much about him, that was all. Yeah, no, like, I think most people that know him, they know he's a good player. Um, But there's only, I can't really, like, the stats are really short. It is one of those things where, like, you know, it's the same with, like, loads. You have to be a fan to know how good they are, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, you may not have heard of him, but if you see him, you can see he's a good, you can physically see that he's a good player. Yeah. Um, no, so, uh, who did you have? For my left-back pick, which I think was the same one, one of the ones that you've picked, was Owen Wendell from AZ Alkmaar. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. He's sort of similar price to what Corney was for you. He's valued at $13.5 million. But uh, Wendell is a couple of years younger. Yeah. And true. so far this season, in, in the Eredivisie, uh, Wendell's played... Tw- 2,160 minutes averages 1.9 tackles 2.1 interceptions 0.4 fouls per game as well yeah. as making 1.5 clearances and 0.6 gets triple pass 0.6 times per game yeah. which I think it's almost on par to what Kupas uh, is alright okay yeah 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 and to put that in comparison to what Cresswell is yes uh, Cresswell makes less fouls but uh, Wendell makes more clearances and more blocks as yeah. well as making more tackles more interceptions and more interceptions yeah um, no I do think you're right to be honest I think uh, obviously I had Wendell as well I do think Wendell and Max are the best um, the best ones there for yeah. um, uh, for, for you so, so Ian um, I'm going to quickly uh, someone's at my door, so I'm gonna very quickly go uh, and see who it is. Uh, but I'll be back in a minute, so okay. Next week, uh, do you know what? I'll play some uh, relaxing melody music in the background. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. I feel like I'm on hold. Sorry, this is clean man, but I don't know your parcel. Um, no, uh, so no, we'll move on to midfield. This I think this will be extremely interesting. And since earlier you were saying that up front is your best position, yeah, I think that this is probably one of the best finds I've had in a while. Yeah, yeah, I'm a, yeah, it does seem to be uh, pretty good. It's a guy called Renato Tapia from Santa Vigo. And mm-hmm. to be honest, he, what I've seen of him, he basically looks like a mix of Declan Rice and Thomas Suchet. Exactly what you want. Yeah. If you want, if you want to be a mix of the best partnership in the Premier League, then you're basically perfect. Yeah. 
so so far uh, this year in La Liga, he's made two thousand and fifty one minutes played, while yeah. making three point two tackles, one point two one point eight interceptions, two point one clearances, dribble makes one point seven dribbles per game, and which is very close to Declan Rice as in, mm-hmm. in total. He yeah. does make a few more tackles. To be honest, to be fair, like well, nine. To be fair, like a lot more tackles with Declan Rice making one point nine, and then Tapia making three point two. But mm-hmm. Declan Rice makes more interceptions, barely, with being one point nine to Tapia's one point eight. Okay. Other than that, Tapia beats him in all stats. Tapia beats him in clearances to two point one to one. And beats him in blocks as well from 0.4 to 0.2. That's actually um, not. How much do you reckon he's valued at? Um, uh, uh, 13 million. No, he, he's valued at 9 million. Seriously? 9 million. That is ridiculous. <laughs> Which. I would say maximum fifteen million to buy him. I would say. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, mean, I suppose, and he plays for something big. Did you say it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do suppose you're probably all right. I mean, I'd, yeah, I, yeah. I'd say, I'd say you're right. I'd say I'd probably be a fair um, evaluation of him. So. I guess I should say mine, yeah. Yeah. Right, okay. I'm trying to get a weekend parcel up, but I'll tell you them in the meantime. Um, so I've got two players, one called, uh, well, he's going to be called Andres Kubas, but um, apparently he's called Adrian Kubas, so not quite sure uh, yet. Is that according to Google Translate? Um, what is it? Is that pronunciation according to Google Translate? No, it's according to like uh, the Week in Paris on website. They're saying he's called Adrian, but it says he's called Andres. I don't know. Um, no, so um, Adrian slash uh, Andres Cubas uh, is um, valued at 3.6 million. Oh. Uh, he plays for Nimes Olympique, um, obviously in the uh, French division, and he plays in. Um, and uh, the other person, Octavio, uh, is worth six point three million, um, and he's from Brazil, and the plays for Bordeaux, and he's valued at six point three. I've heard of your man Octavio, but I've never heard of the other one you said there. Kubas, yeah. See, no, I did have some really good stats, but I'm trying to compare them. I, I don't know if this Adrian's the same one, uh, but I'll just do. The comparison thing. Now, to be fair, I, I do think I think you found the best one. I think you found Tappy. I think that's sort of unbeatable. That's really good what you found there. But um, I'll tell you mine anyway. So, uh, in summary, um, ta- uh, should I compare Tappy to the other two as well? Yeah. So, whoever okay. your whoever you would say your best choice is, compare okay. him to Tappy. Yeah. So, uh, Tappy has made twenty four appearances. Uh-huh. Uh, Kubas and Octavio uh, sorry Kubas has made eight, uh, 20 and Octavio has made 18 um, when it comes to minutes um, Tapia is on top with uh, 251 sorry 
2,051. 2,051. Um, goals, Tapia's got none, but Octavio and Kubas have the same with one. Assists, uh, Tapia's one, but uh, Octavio and Kubas have none. Um, yellow cards, um, Tapia's 10. Um, Kubas is three, which is actually pretty impressive for being a CDM. Yeah, um, Octavio is six. Um, when it comes to when it comes to uh, shots per game, uh, Finney, who do you call him? <laughs> Kubas, uh, Kubas comes out on top of zero point four shots per game. Um, so I think I feel like he's maybe a wee bit more box to box, Kubas. Um, yeah. but like he's not really box to box, but he's more he's more box to box than the other two. Okay. Um, when it comes to pass success percentage. Octavio has by far the highest with 90%. Um, wow. Uh, Tabby is 81.1% and Kubas has 84%. Ariel's one, Tabby comes out with 2.1 and um, Octavio and Kubas, I'm not going to say them because uh, both of theirs are very low. Um, so that's in summary. Uh, defensively, which is probably more important, um, you see tackles per 90. Uh, 3.2 for Tapia and yeah. Octavio and Kubas has the same with 3 so close um, yeah. interceptions uh, Kubas comes out on top with 2.1 um, with, with 2.1 and Tapia make a 1.8 and Octavio make 1.4 mm-hmm. oils per 90 uh, unfortunately Tapia makes the most with 2.3 Kubas makes the least with 1.3 and Octavio makes the least. Sorry, makes uh gets one point six. He just doesn't get stuck in enough then. Yeah. Um, and then again, uh, offsides. Oh, it doesn't really matter. Clearances. Uh, Tapia two point one. Um, and the others. Um, uh, what do you call them? Kuba zero point eight and Octavio with one point eight. Okay. Like dribble pass per game. Um, one point seven for Tapia, so he gets dribble pass one point seven times. Yeah. In a game, Octavio and Kubas are tied the same with one point six, but it says Kubas wins, so probably it's probably like one point six four for Kubas and like one point six six for Octavio, something very close to that. Right, right, Yeah. Um, blocks. Uh, zero point four. Tabby makes the most with zero point four, and Kubas, and Kubas and uh, do you call Octavio make, um. Uh, get one point. Uh, get zero point three. Do for they sound like good fans as well. I'll give you that. Yeah, especially price. Yeah, I think Kubus is the best one. They're like three point six million, and even for you, even you saw their stats. See what what I really like about him is it seems like he, he barely really makes fuck. Hasn't he probably won or came second and all? Of them? Yeah, yeah, but like he barely, he barely, barely makes files. Um, but yet. He makes the most tackles. Sorry, he, he, but he, he just comes below making the most tackles. Um, yeah. uh, he gets dribbled past the least um, as well. So, um, um, so, and you'd think, you'd be like, okay, he doesn't make that many fouls, so he probably gets dribbled past loads. No, he, he gets dribbled past the least. Do you know what I mean? You know what? As an actual player find, I think that that's better than Tapia. Do you think so? Yeah, I would say so. I think I think the value of of them just really 
makes it a lot better. And he's a year he's a year younger than Tapia, by the way, as well. Yeah, so for price, the stats comparison. And yeah. He, I would say overall, he's slightly better in the key areas of where you want him to be as a CDM. Yeah. As well, being cheap, cheaper. Yeah. I'm telling you, bro, that was some fine by me. Like. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that. See, after, see after uh, we were sitting here and you got flipping your man's happy, I was like, oh, not like this. I was sitting for about an hour trying to find a decent player and I found him. I found him too, to be fair. But like, like, don't get anything wrong about Otavio. Otavio's still a fantastic player. It's just... He's um, a good player, but it's just yours is slightly better. It's, yeah, I, th- I think it's just Kubas and Tavio that's sort of really outshining them. Um, no, but yes. Uh, so we'll move on to... Move on to Stryker. Yeah, we'll move on to Stryker and we'll finish off with that because I'm getting so many phone calls. Um, so, you want to go first? I I do have three options here, but there's two that I'd probably choose as in my first and second options. Okay. My first option is Abdallah Sima from Sparta Prague. Okay. You like your Sparta Prague, don't you? I do. There's got to be affiliation going on with them, just getting absolutely... Just kick all the players. Like half price sales on them, what's the same? Yeah. Uh, so, so far this season, he has played, made 15 appearances and has 11 goals with four assists. Okay. And that is all really came from right wing, which okay, is yeah. actually pretty similar to the way Antonio started off, as in starting off on the right wing. And mm-hmm. Because we never really had a striker. Okay, yeah, that's fair. But he's he's six foot two. And yes, Yarmolenko is six foot two and he's a winger. But Yarmolenko yeah. terrible. And True. Yarmolenko, I think we paid £25 million for Yarmolenko. Yeah. I think it was something around that. And Seema is 19, and I think we were rumoured to buy him for around €20 million. Euros. Yeah. But he's valued at £7.2 million. Pounds. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, that seems to be I could be fine with with us. Um, I'll do my tell you mine. Yeah. So the most unreal. Sorry. Well, I I've got one very unrealistic. So I'm not going to mention him. That was obviously Andre Silva. Um, Never last time. Um, we don't like players from Frankfurt. Yeah, I'll move on to yeah. Well, I mean Andre Silva. I'm sure you don't. Sebastian Howard. You got him from Frankfurt, didn't you? Yeah. That's yeah. I don't like players from there. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, so uh, Patson Daka. That is also one of about 48 strikers you were linked with in January. Yeah, well, I mean, if you got him, I'd be really impressed because he's made a total of 26 appearances um, so far. Um, uh, I've, I, that makes no sense. I'm just going to start. It says he's made... 386 minutes, but he's so he has like appearances in like the team mobile Bundesliga. Yeah, 11 appearances in that, but he's got no minutes for it. Um, then really report his minutes rather than just games played. Hmm, yeah, that's weird. Well, anyway, um, he's made 26 appearances in total with yeah. 28 goals. 28 goals. He's this man has made. Has scored two more goals than when he has appearances. And he's got a little nice little two assists on top of that. So 
He's made 30 contributions, 30 goal contributions in 26 games. Um, I, I, do you know what? I think I'll just leave it. I, I think I'll just leave it at that. I think one of the things I was reading up about him when we were linked with them is that when Halden was playing at RB Salzburg, yeah, Daka was the one just setting set, set everything up for him. Yeah, but because just, Daka but was so fast, he was just running yeah. the channels and just scoring off the Halden to smash it. Mate, to be fair, Daka's really quick as well. He's lightning. Exactly. Um, and I mean, like, but that's a good thing if you look at the way it is. If he was getting those assists last season, and then the season that Hans gone, he's getting he's getting quite a few goals. <laughs> um, clearly, he's really versatile. He can he can be like a he can be a playmaker a playmaker up front, and he can also yeah. be a goal scorer, which is absolutely perfect to see. But to me, it seems like he is literally the goal scorer. Um, yeah. Like what a breakthrough season! Twenty six appearances, twenty eight goals. That is unbelievable. Um, so I'm only going to mention anything more about him. He's valued at 18 million. That's it. Um, yeah, I think we were rooting to get him for a 25. That'd be beautiful. Well, not for not for, just for you, to be honest. It would not yeah. be beautiful for everyone else. Like how um, up front. Yeah. Uh, the next one is probably quite unheard of. Uh, Paul Onuchu. Onuchu. Um, he is 26 years old and he plays for Genk. Yeah. Um, again. He's made 30 appearances, 25 goals. Um, so that is so fantastic. Um, and really, he is just a cheaper version of Daga, except he's not as quick. He's a bit older. Yeah, he's, uh, he, Daga's 22, he's 26, so four years older. 26 is still a lovely age. Um, and in total, he's made uh, 2,216 minutes, uh, 25 goals and two assists. Is um, Shots per game, only 2.8. Um, but I feel like he seems to be extremely clinical. Which, um, which is really what you need. Yeah. Um, and also, he, I might not have mentioned this, uh, he's six foot six. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I forgot to mention that, sorry. <laughs> he's six foot six. Uh, so, unsurprisingly, he's made uh, four arrows one in a match uh, per game. Per game? Um, yeah. Alright then. Um and he's got six manual matches. Well I, I, the only way to put it is that he's hard to miss. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh his strengths apparently are uh finishing. So as I said, very clinical. Yeah. Uh headed attempts, aerial duels, Paulo Nacho's style of play. It's his style of play. He likes to do layoffs, he likes to do flick ons, he gets fouled often. I'm very surprised that a six foot six player is getting fouled often. Especially <laughs> uh, when you've seen top people such as Andy Carroll, where yeah, uh, where yeah. only fouls he's having is one he gives away. Yeah, I have to tell you, to be fair, it's never Andy Carroll's fault. Like that's actually the truth. That's right. complete lies. No, see, since he's been at Newcastle, bro, the wee elbows they haven't been coming out as much. Like. He'll let you get jumped on top of, and they'll be like, "Nah, it's a free kick to our team." You're like, "You're That's actually." Probably because Steve Bruce like duct taped them to his sides. <laughs> I'm like, Steve Bruce is a maniac. I'm gonna be surprised. And uh, something that surprised me: apparently, he likes to do long balls. So, top when he's like Harry Kane, but just stretched out a bit. Yeah. Sounds it does be fair, yeah. And I think obviously pace is very important nowadays, but. Especially I, look at how, play. 
Man, look at look at Harry Kane. Harry Kane is not the fastest in the world. And according to FIFA, Paul and Archie's faster. So I think I've said I think I all I think I've um I think I'll expense it all. Like, I'm not really surprised when he's six foot six and he has I would like to think he's the big length of a house. True. Uh no, but I think um I think everyone will I think if you call me really like him. Um I need to phone quicker because I'm getting loads of phone calls. I'm definitely gonna get slapped and uh, it's over. Um so Paul Natri, I think it's gonna cost you ten point eight million, great player. Um and the last one, the guy costs less than um uh, yeah. a million pound. Um his name is quite long, so it's taking me a while to type this in. If he isn't um, early John, I'm gonna be disappointed. If it isn't? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, I like his name. Uh Georg- Georgios Geocumius Geocumicus. Twenty six. Oh, bro, you guessed it. He is Greek. How did you know? Um, and awesome Greek name. I have found a worldie. Twenty eight appearances in total. Twenty seven goals. Um, <laughs> with one assist. Uh, so he's made. So I'm very happy he's got one assist because that evens it out. That means he's got a goal. That means for the game. Yeah. So I mean, that's you're welcome. Um, he. Uh, he, he again. He's tall. I don't think he's six feet six. Oh. Um. Actually, I'll check now. Let me just quickly go on to uh, Google and see what centimeters. I'll say he may as well be Atlas then, if he's six foot six. Oh, you know he isn't tall at all. Actually, he's six foot. Uh, he's six foot. That's it. Well, uh, oh. well yeah. I'm. Don't, please don't tell everyone how tall I am. <laughs> um, <Eight by> five. <laughs> I'm 15, all right. I'm not going to get away with it. I'll have a, I'll have a growth spurt. Um, Dwarf isn't 15, doesn't count. <laughs> uh, no, but for, for being six feet, he has made a same, he's, he's made just under the same uh, as, as I can't speak English. Um, so when it comes to Ariel's one, he's made 3.8, so that's just uh, 0.2 below Paul Inacio, who is uh, six inches tall. Um, and I think actually as well, that's very impressive. Um, for only right. someone being six foot. Must have and, what is it? Must have good jumping. Yeah, he probably does. And again, five man of matches. So again, shows he, he's a very key player. Um, and he is so. He, now, you, the team he plays for um, is VV uh, Venlo, the Dutch team. Oh, the team that will beat 12 0 by Ajax. Yes. But to be fair, that was a, look. Southampton got beat nine 0 twice now. All right, oh, it doesn't mean they're bad. Okay, yes, they are a great team. But like, if they're I right, manager. if I go, they've got a good manager and Danny Ings. No, I'm not, no, I'm not on about Spurs. I'm on about um, I'm on about uh, sorry, not Spurs. I'm not, I'm I'm, no, I'm on about, uh, I'm not on about Southampton. I'm on about uh, your the the Dutch team. Yeah. Sorry, what did you say? VVV Venlo. VVV Venlo. Yeah, bro, it's that's a ton twister. Um, no, well, actually, in the table, to be fair, they aren't last. They're actually not in that bad, man. They're just outside the relegation. They're basically the, the equivalent of Newcastle. Well, get them sent up to you, then. Oh, wait, I need to figure out we've got Calum Boston, we're good. Well, it's um, well, unfortunately he's injured, isn't it? 
True. Um, bro, our entire front three is injured. We're getting relegated. Well, you need that. I'm just saying Steve Bruce is going to have one at some point. Oh, I suppose. He just loves the championship too much. He's like a magnet to it. Um, no, but they're 15th. Um, and obviously, 18th is the bottom you can go in their air division. Um, so they aren't doing too bad. Um, I think they were on a good run. They, uh, the, the, so in the last, was that, six matches. Um, in their last four matches, they've lost all four. Um, <laughs> but before that, they won like four. So you're trying to make a case for them not being terrible. Yeah, I really am. <laughs> no, but that, but to be fair, you know, a per every every per team has a great player. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like Newcastle have. Well, we have a couple. Be fair, we've got we've got Wilson, Almond, Wilson. Wait, sorry, Wilson, Almond, Wilson. <laughs> we've got Wilson, Almond, Maxman, and. Uh, Hayden, I suppose. Um, yeah, I would say the Bravka and Doro, but like they're good keepers, so not really like. But you know what I mean. Um, I just have Chris Wilder. <laughs> I mean, they stick him on the pitch. Uh, no, mate. But um, there you go. That's that's everything I have. I'm not going to go too much into stats here because, as I said, um, I don't really, I don't really need to. Whenever they're making the same amount of goal contributions, what they are appearances. Yeah. Again, I think I have one year when it comes to transfers. I'm being honest. Uh, I do think that's your strong point in this. I'm very good at transfers. I don't know what it is. The strikers, bro, are all amazing. Like, to be fair, would you take... So out of those three, which one would you take? Uh, Pats and Daka, Paul and Nachi, Gio Kumikis. And th- yeah, obviously Daka would be the most unreal- unrealistic. No, I no, get- not really. Not really. Well, yeah, but you would definitely be able to get uh, uh, on the shoe and Gio Kumi. I say we can definitely attract all of them. But yeah. Obviously, I prefer Daka just because he looks amazing. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm going to have to go for the six foot six guy. <laughs> How could you not? He's six I, just, foot six. I just think he'd be a sight to see. Man, I honestly think if you bring him over the if you bring him over the Premier League, he's going to become a beast like I don't know what it is like he just seems like here like let's be honest he is already absolutely cracking things up so he is in the um, in the where did Gink play the, in Belgium Yeah, like Belgium are a good league as well do you know what I mean it's like he's playing in like a wee you know crappy league um, what's, what's his name sorry uh, Paul yeah uh, on the O-N-U-A C H U. Well, ask him what they are for this match. I'm gonna always oh, Nigerian. No, is he Nigerian? Yeah, he is Nigerian. Well, I guess that's what I'm gonna do now. Is uh, watch some of his highlights and see how good he looks. Uh, no, I, I'm definitely gonna be watching man Jake Kumikis, like 720 grand for us. And we already said like, he's got 27 goals and 28 appearances. And your man Jake Kumikis, see like any championship teams. Or, like, even League One, they need to be signing this month. <laughs> Jake Kumikis, remember the name? Well, actually, no, remember Paul Umichu. Like, imagine being Nigerian having the name Paul Umichu. Six foot six, absolute Nigerian beast. Jesus, I'm waiting until you just say, I'm waiting until you say it. See it in the face. Unlike one of my FIFA saves, I wanted to see what they look like in FIFA. Uh-huh. 
bruv, he's you want to wait till you see the state of this man's face as well. He looks angry. Yeah, he's, are you looking at him? I don't want to run at him, run into him in a dark alley. Jeez, <laughs> I imagine he's in a six foot six him. Um, no, nah, but I mean, Paul, even I'd be looking up at him. Yeah, no, I don't know exactly. Um, now, nah, so everyone, that was uh, the football bunch. I hope you all enjoyed it. Um, yeah, no, and don't, make sure you train for this weekend because um, we'll be doing the uh, the. We need to get a name for it. The end of the day, but I basically the night Man, Man City versus the rest of the league. Yeah, that's that's basically it. So we will take one player from uh, each uh, from every club, except of course from Man City, and put them in a team and see if they'll be able to beat Manchester City. And we'll get Adam in for that to see what he thinks. Um, I was gonna say so. Oh yeah, again, sorry everyone for this episode being a little bit later. Obviously, we meant to upload this uh, yesterday, but. You just so many issues popping up, we weren't so we're sorry about that. But I mean, yeah, there'll be a day, so um, but no, hope you enjoyed, and we will uh, see you uh, uh, this weekend. Well, well, one thing to point out he's called the Sage Tower, is he actually? He's called the Sage Tower, <laughs> Paul, he's not the beast. <laughs>